everybody could keep going, rolling with the expectations of others and keep it well in hand. The problem is every day you do that, you are chipping away at your soul a little bit. Welcome to another episode of Fuck Fear. I hope by now you guys are learning to find your inner strength and just say fuck you to fear. Today's episode is one that I am I'm excited about every episode. I'm more excited about this one because I get to finally talk to my friend, my soul sister that I've been friends with for the last 25 years or so, Pam Owens. You know her from a previous episode. She is a president and CEO of Edge of Your Seat Consulting here in Austin. She is also the acting executive director of Six Square here in Austin, which is an art initiative um, and a culture initiative. Today, we are talking about fear of others' expectations. Welcome, Pam. I'm so happy to see you. As always, thank you. I'm glad to be back. I was like, oh, after that last one, I might not get to come back, but you brought me back. Thank you. Girl, there will never be a time that I won't invite you back because our conversations are rich and they are in depth and it's, we're talking about real stuff. So, I yep. mean, today's topic is, is just as real as a previous one. So we talked last time a little bit about this fear of others' expectations, but I think this applies to career, this applies to life, this applies to parenting, and it also applies to relationships. And I think women, particularly women in power and women in charge, deal with this a lot. So let's start in, in, in the area that this is most critical for you and others, you know, thinking about how you're afraid of others' expectations. Which area is most critical for you? You know, it's interesting. I've been thinking a lot about this because this is my, you know, this is my next hard work to do, right? Like I, I you know, I could name a hundred things to be working on as a work in progress, but this is my next big work to do because I get a handle on it and then I slide back, right? Because it's, it's that people pleasing underpinning. Well, where does that come from? Well, we're kind of conditioned to do that as we grow up with our parents. Like our first role when we come in, it's like, I've got to make sure they're good. Like I got to be, I got to please my parents. And so we start doing that and then it manifests itself in all these other things. And you go to school and then, you, you know, you get into relationships then you get to your career and it's just like a rolling tumble, tumbleweed. So for me, it's all of it. But when you think about just the career component specifically for women, any professional role where there's any leadership component is almost a setup for women, mm. right? Because we haven't dismantled these other pieces. And so we bring it. So then we bring the people pleasing into it. We bring the, I've got to have my image. And I, I, could, I could tell you just stories about like friends who said, okay, I'm getting ready to go to this new job. I've got to change my hair. I got to look this way. I need to have all these things going before you even sit down to lead anything or project manage anything. Mm -hmm. You have already brought an entire like, you know, basket or suitcase of all this stuff. And it works, right? Yeah. And we never talked about this. Everybody could keep going, rolling with the expectations of others and keep it well in hand. The problem is every day you do that, you are chipping away at your soul a little bit. Yeah. Anytime you can't show up as your authentic self, right? And I know that's a buzzword and people talk about it. But it's true. And for depending on who you are, there's up until you can do that. You can do that up until a certain point, but it chips away at your soul. And so what you do is then you perpetuate that. And then other people think they've got to stick the landing. 
their leadership hasn't looked like Cirque du Soleil. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be <laughs> deadline oriented. It's got to be whatever. And that's how we just keep it going. So for me, it's like, what am I, what are my non-negotiables about me in my career? I have three non-negotiables, right? What are those things? And I always say to people, it's got to be three. Because once you get to four and five, you're not going to do it. But my three non-negotiables are, it has to be something that I wake up enjoying to do, you know, that I enjoy doing. It's got to be something that is above board and there's no integrity breach, right? And that I have to have people around me I trust in the work. Mm -hmm. That's it. The rest of those things can be negotiated and worked on. But a lot of times, because of the expectation thing, we come with a list of 50 things that we think people expect of us. Right. And that we then expect of others. Right. It's a setup. Like it's a setup. Right. So, yeah. When you say setup, talk about that. Because I think, you know, there's so much truth to what you said about all the things that we bring with us and all the things that we learned in our, in our childhoods that are carried over into so many other areas of our life. So let's go back to just the root of the idea of the setup and explain that a little bit more about what you mean. Meaning that our, con our societal construct is um, in most cases in some form or another, and this is just a generalization because there's very various forms of this, but we come, we come into this communal family space and these family systems say stuff like, be well-mannered, wear a dress. Mm, act like a lady. Act like a lady. Mm -hmm. Hug Uncle Willie. Shit, I don't want to <laughs> hug Uncle Willie. Right? Like right. all the things, make good grades, be a good citizen, share. Mm. All those things that go into the bucket, right? Yep. Be polite. Speak when spoken to. Mm -hmm. Right? Sit at the yeah. small kids' table for Thanksgiving. Oh. Like they start rolling immediately, right? Yes. And then depending on what construct of relationship you have in your house that you're witnessing, it could be um, there's the the man of the house. Right. Whatever that means. The and gender then, roles. And oh then, my then, god. Then yeah. that rolls. And it's like she cooks. Okay. Right. Okay, like now, so now I've got all these expectations about how I think it's supposed to look. Like I'm telling yes. you, for me, I have a grandmother, God rest her soul, who didn't like me the entire time mm. because I was not gonna wear a dress. Yeah, I was not a dress girl. Yeah. I was a, yeah. I was a, let me get on down in the creek with the crawdads <laughs> and put a book collection in my purse my mama made me carry to church. Like yeah. I didn't have it. So again, that said, that, that told me something about how I'm supposed to behave, the expectations yeah. around my behavior, the rules of engagement around behavior. Then you go to school, there's another set of rules. Stay, yeah. stay in line, right? Wait, yeah. you know, raise your hand. Okay, now I've got those. Now then I go to high school, that's a whole nother set. Sure. Oh, you gotta figure out your homework on your own and get it in on your own. Really? Because that whole first, you know, elementary school and middle school, they told me when it was due. Oh, now I gotta remember my, okay. Then I go to college. Yeah. Whole new set of rules. You gotta be, you gotta be fun. You've gotta be ready to party. You gotta be in a fraternity or whatever those things are. Then right. you get to work. You've carried all of those things. Mm -hmm. It's why you sit in your closet before an interview and go, should I wear a skirt or a should I wear a skirt or pants? Right. What's right. appropriate? Right. What's Where next am I going? Who am I going to see? Right. What are right. we going to be talking about? Right. Do I need money? Do I need <laughs> a, a deal? 
if I don't, then I'll wear the blue jacket or the white jacket. But if I'm trying to land a deal, I'm going to wear red because it's a powerful color, right? Like, yeah. Right. And then wait, who am I interviewing with? Let me not use my Scrabble words because that could be intimidating. Wait, let me pull out like all those things. So the point of it is the foundation of it, the setup is living up to other people's expectations is a no win game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it's not monolithic. So my mm-hmm. expectations that my dad had of me were different than some ways different than what my mom had of me, mm-hmm. right? And if mm-hmm. you're raising kids, your expectations, you know, when people say, I told my kids early and then people are like, that's so offensive. I said, hey, I don't, I'm not going to treat you all the same. Right. Straight up. Right. There will not be equity in here. <laughs> it's just so get ready. Because <laughs> you're two different people. Right. Right. So what applies to one might not apply to the other. Mm-hmm. And that used to people like, so offend- I'm so offended by that. No, because that's a setup. I'm not going to raise a daughter who thinks when she gets to the corporate world, there is equity. Right. There won't be. Right. So you have to figure right. out how to bob and weave, go over, under, whatever, mm-hmm. toggle, juggle. So to me, that, that we have such an opportunity to kind of um, dismantle that. It's, mm-hmm. there's some societal norms. Don't get me wrong. There's some societal norms that you have to be willing to understand in order to execute. Like, honey, you got to get in the elevator and face the door. You got to eat soup with a spoon. Right. Like there's some, you know. Certain things just don't work if you don't do them the way that they are intended to be done. Correct. And that's right. just, so to me, that would be careless not to, to share that. Sure. But these other things about how you have to show up, how you have to do we are really perpetuating those very things that we've spent the last couple of years saying, questioning yeah. when we do that. And it's not a blame thing. No. You, it's not a blame thing. It's just a consciousness. Like, oh my gosh, my mom used to say that. That was not helpful. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started my business for the first five years, my parents would say, well, you know, she's not really doing anything. She doesn't really have a real job oh, because they didn't, they didn't understand entrepreneurship. Yep. Right. And then I started making money and stuff started flowing their way. And they're like, oh, she's amazing. <laughs> now, right. Now, but the expectation was she's over there playing business right. because business, right. their construct of business was a large building, a leather briefcase, mm-hmm. a Hillary Clinton business suit, because they had finally come off the skirt, like, <laughs> you know, and going somewhere. Right. Anything other than that was the expectation was she's that's like saying you're an artist, right? Or a chef, right? Those aren't real jobs, right? right? So my parents discouraged us from those things instead of saying, Hey, the world is open to you, and under these expectations, these general expectations, like you got to show up on time, you got to be ready, yep we have some bandwidth on what that could be. And Mm -hmm. I think that, but I will say this, I have started those things with my kids. Now the back kick is my child's like, I don't, I reject all your expectations. (laughs) And she tells you. Right. And so I probably have overkilled that, but for Mm -hmm. for people, most often, a lot of people spend a lot of time and I struggle with it too, trying to perform or behave to an expectation, trying to perform or behave to a version of yourself that other people have decided. Right. Not you. And so yeah. that's it's why people get married that shouldn't be. Oh, girl. It's why, people, it's why people stay in relationships that they shouldn't be in. Yep. 
It's why you keep on with your relationships, even though you've outgrown your friends. Yeah. You, you try to maintain those relationships. Oh, there's an expectation that I'm going to show up for girls weekend. Right. But at a certain right. point we are like, girls weekend sucks. Girl, right. I, and I hate it. I don't even like it. <laughs> and I'm paying money to go somewhere. I don't even want to go with people. I don't want to be right. with. Oh my God. You got to check yourself on that. Yes. Yes. Girl. I mean, it's the reason why I, I went through with the wedding because I was afraid of what other people were going to say if I didn't go through with it. And yeah, there was an expectation that I had gotten this far and invited all these people and all these people were coming from all parts of the country. They were expecting a wedding, right? <laughs> Knowing mm -hmm. I should not have entered that relationship. Now let's back up on that for a second. So yeah. and look at you now, you have a podcast called Fuck Fear. Right. <laughs> so roll back a minute. Yeah. What would you tell women now? And I mean, they're at the top of the steps. I mean, they yeah. are dressed and it ain't right. Right. I what would, would say, listen to your heart because your heart and your soul know the truth and you have to be brave enough to handle the truth. So if the truth is that you shouldn't do it, then you shouldn't do it because it's not going to get better. The heartache is only going to get more intense. And so you have to be brave enough to live what is true to you. And we all know, like we all know in our souls and our guts, what is right and what's not, especially when it comes to a relationship. So you have to be brave enough to say, no, I'm not going to do that and be confident in that. No, girl, I saw this little video on Instagram yesterday. It was a whole big production. This dude was proposing to his girlfriend and you guys have probably seen this, but he had invited like a camera crew and all these people, her family, his family. He gets down on one knee and he asks her and she does not give him an answer. But before oh. she doesn't give him an answer, she's like, no. And she's shaking her head and you could tell she is visibly distressed by this scenario and this situation that he created. And she pulls her hand back from his hand. She turns and walks away. And I was like, yes, girl, yes. yes. Because how many videos have we seen on Instagram and social media where it's like, oh, she said yes, blah, blah, blah. Knowing you can see it on her face. She did not want to say yes. So don't say yes and be confident and comfortable in the no, because the no will save you so much stress and yeah. it will save so much of your negative energy. It will save let me, you. Let me, let's be clear though. Let's be clear. The yes, yeah. can be, the, the yes is lonely a lot. Yes. And we have to be honest about that because I'm, I don't want to pay like the yes is lonely, but it's not painful. Yeah. And it's yeah. temporarily uncomfortable, but the yeah. long game is right. more filling. Like right. I had to say yes, you know, I'll say yes to things and immediately know I shouldn't have. Yes. To an expectation. Right. 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 Because it's right. what, right. What everybody expects you to do, what society expects you to do. And I think in that expectation, you for you, you were tending to everyone else's, you're tending to everyone else and you're not tending to yourself. And you're afraid that tending to yourself looks selfish and looks self-absorbed. It does not. Very pretty right? It is, that is, as a matter of fact, that's the only way. I would be no. flat out divorced right now mm -hmm. if I did not 
literally have to pivot and say, Arlen, I'm releasing you. It is not your responsibility to make me happy. Oh. My expectation was that you were going to make me happy, that flowers going to roll right. in here or whatever. I release you of that. Wow. I'm going to make me happy. Wow. Or I'd be divorced. <clears throat> Straight up, for sure. Girl, I saw Will Smith shot this video. This is probably a couple of years ago where he talked about, I think it was about happiness. But anyway, he said, it is not up to someone else to make you happy. Mm-mm. Your happiness is your responsibility. So if you think that someone else is someone else making you happy is their responsibility, it is not. You will constantly be unhappy. That blew me away. That to me, to be, be to me, being in a relationship and expecting somebody to make you happy is expectation abuse. Oh, yes. Right? Because in a, in a relationship, you're going to have several versions of yourself, right? If you're right. growing, I'm not the same person I was when I got married. So how right. is that person supposed, like that, he does make me happy, but it's not a requirement. And right. we have this fantasized expectation that love is enough. And it is not. It's not. Respect. There's right. a whole lot of other things. So I feel like that's fantasized and the expectation of what you described, that that proposal Girl, please. Right. That will not. That does not create the long game. It does right. not. The honesty around it's not somebody's job to make me happy. Right. Does. Right. 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 And we don't. You know, my gut hangs over my pants, but I trust it. <laughs> Girl, I trust her. it carries a lot for us. It carries oh. a lot of truth. Yep. Yep. And, and we have to be willing to tap into. You, let me tell you something. When I first, when my kids first started going to school, I wanted to be the super mom expectation. Mm, in my mm-hmm. household, my mom quit her job and we would literally have a plate of cookies when we came off the bus, literally yeah. hot. Yeah. So I start spinning into this, like, I'll do the fall festival, teacher appreciation week. I'll do all the days by myself. Like, <laughs> Right. Then after a while, I looked around and you know who was happy? The moms that were passing me by going to coffee. Right. In their Ralph Lauren tracksuits. Like, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute. Something's wrong. I want to be going to coffee. I want to be going to coffee. I got to year two, you know, younger, I got to year two. I had store-bought cookies on a platter. Right. And I got quiet at the parents' meeting when it was time to volunteer. Anybody when they fought Ms. Owens, you were so good last year. Uh, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to rob somebody of the opportunity. <laughs> right. I stopped dead cold the next year. Mm-hmm. Do you think the kids came to me and said, I don't want a store-bought cookie? No. Girl, they didn't care, right? Yeah. Right. We kill ourselves, Pam. We kill ourselves because of what we think others expect of us. Absolutely. Talk about, we so we're talking about relationship. I want to get to career in a second, because I think you, I think you can speak from a unique perspective in regards to career because you are an entrepreneur and I, and because you have been one for so long, but let's talk before we get to that. Let's talk a little bit more about relationships in that, Tell me some of the ways you were afraid to live a life of authenticity because of, let's say, in in your marriage, because of what others expected of you and the things you created in your mind that you thought were expectations, but really were not. Oh, my gosh. So I, 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 you know, my parents live in the city with me. So there's an extra pressure. My in-laws live in the city with me. Mm -hmm. And so part of my thing was, 
I don't want the rigmarole of always gathering for the family gathering. I want to create my own traditions in my own house. That was like a root canal. And finally, uh, I, I, after years of like jetting around the city, I just stopped. I just said, I'm not going anymore. You, you can go. I'm not going. And eventually mm-hmm. it just worked itself out. But those are all those like assumed expectations. It's like, yes. I know you expect me to be there, but nobody is going to die in the making of me not coming to the 4th of July barbecue. Right. As a matter of fact, I'm going to take that time to rest. So, you know, we also do that. Mm-hmm. It's not cool. Like if we, if I call you, I'm like, girl, what are you doing? Girl, I am so busy. I am barely making it. Right. It's the expectation of busyness. <laughs> that I'm going to give you a badge of honor because you're busy. If I call you and go, girl, what are you doing? You're like, Pam, I am sitting down and resting. I'm not doing the darn thing. I should be saying, go. Right. Restore yourself. Mm-hmm. Rest. You are killing it. Like you are slaying it. Take a rest. We don't honor that. And women are the worst at that. Girl, like I gotta, right. I gotta give you a list of things I'm doing. What if you just come and say, "What are you doing? Not a darn thing." Right. Are you busy today? I'm busy taking care of myself. Right now, we act like we're a self care society, but we're not. We're not. We're we not like the bath no. mom Girl. and wine, and it really should be the self care of real rest, doing nothing, relaxing our mind. Right. The rest of making sure our finances are like all the things. Right. And we don't. And I think we perpetuate that. So for yep. me, it's like those pieces became really big. Like on Mother's Day, they bet not. <laughs> right. I'm not going to. Di- no, it's been a thing. I don't go to the big family. Last year they went. To, I don't go to the big like Mother's Day brunch. I don't want to be at Stubbs. I don't want to. I, I don't. Stop talking to me. Right. I want to be in my room by myself reading things I want to read mm-hmm. and watching whatever I want to watch. I right. don't even, don't give me any flower. And I'm serious. And they think I'm like, you're just being negative. I'm, mm-hmm. why, how, do you, how do you get to define how I spend my mother's day? Right. It's not okay. So I've had right. to get, I am definitely the one that is not the fan, but I'm okay. You want to know who's happy in the house? Those that live directly under this household. Right. I'm not running. The, so my kids right now, like they got to be in all the activities. One, one activity at a time. You can try one at a time. You know, all these moms, I'm going to go to baseball. I'm going to swing around for underwater basket weaving class. And then when there's oh. time, I'm going to teach. I didn't do that. It was one, you can try right. one at a time and see what sticks. Right. So I just have a bunch of that, like running around. My kids are so young, but I don't, I don't have a bunch of that. It's like, you want to try piano? Okay, we'll try that. Well, I also want to try hobo. No, you don't. <laughs> you want right. to try piano. Okay. Right. Because I was, I, I was not going to be in that rat race. And so yeah. that's another way. Like I just, I had to shut down some things in order to survive while everybody thinks I'm playing, working. Right. Running a company right. is no joke. Girl. Right. I am the payroll department. Right. You're, you're in the everything department. Payroll, um, maintenance, maintenance, IT. I, look. Look, so I had to just, I had, I started saying no a lot. It was like, hey, we want to do a, we want to get together and do a progressive dinner party for Christmas. No, thanks. That sounds like a lot of, mm -mm. yeah, I cannot be the cruise director for my business and my, my life at that level. Right. So for me, that, that a lot of those expectations went away. And then I have parents in the city who are aging and there's a responsibility there. And I said, here's what I can reasonably do. Yeah. Without killing yourself. Yeah, because I can't go down. Yeah. I cannot go down. Right. 
with the expectations of others. And a lot of times now, what I say very nicely to my mother is, I Pam, I really need you to be at the T for such and such. I was like, I'm not coming, happy to write a check. Right. And I'm in receipt of your expectations Mm -hmm. and I will not be able to fulfill them. Wow. Wow. That's it. That's groundbreaking really, to be able to say it, feel confident about it and not be afraid of all the other things that you think may happen. Like, you know, the aftermath of saying no to somebody and thinking that the relationship is just gonna fall apart. Maybe it will, and maybe that's a good thing, right? But you shouldn't be afraid. Look, if you call me and say no to me and the relationship falls apart, it was not real anyway. Exactly. It was built on some BS. Right. Right. Exactly. So what, what would happen if we applauded each other? Pam, no, I can't do that. Girl, great, great decision. <laughs> Thank you for great saying no. Thank you for saying no. <laughs> I mean, what if we started practicing our way to that? Right. Fire. Go to bed. Right. Please. Thank you. Right. What a gift to me. You're being right. a great. Thank you. Yeah. What if we did that? It would change the game. It would change everything. It would change our whole, our whole countenance, our whole perspective on everything. And I think it would change others around us as well. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I practice this as a leader. And what I've learned is um, people see it as weakness. So when George Floyd, the George Floyd situation happened, I shut the business down so that the team, my BIPOC team could have some um, racial trauma. Yeah. Mm. And I got flack for it. You can't do that. What are you doing? I actually can do that. And I did. And guess what? They're still standing because of it. I've had to do it yeah. a couple of times. I've had to do it a couple of times. So we got to December of 2020 with the pandemic. On December 8th at the staff meeting, I said, I'm calling it. We're shutting down for the year. We, we, we did it. Yeah. We're not going to send out into the year. Nope. No. We're done. Come back on January 4th. They came back. Rested and restored and ready to go. Yeah. Right? We didn't close. I mean, it was scary financially, but I don't want, I no longer want the contradiction of living up to expectations and telling other people not to. I've got to walk the talk along. Right. right. So we're, we're going to shut it down. Yeah. And uh, people, people see that as weak, frankly. Like, Really? You're going to take care of yourself? It, it's got a, it's got right. a connotation to it. Oh, right. it's nice to be on vacation. You know, you hear. Right. You can be like, you're like I'm so glad. Yes, oh, you're right. It is nice to be on vacation. So I don't freaking kill you right now. Right, right. Because I'm, I'm restored and rested and I know how to temper myself right now because I am in a restful space at the moment. Right. right. In a restful state of mind. I should be calling you every week going, congratulations, all your children are still alive. <laughs> You're killing it. My expectation is that you just keep them alive. <laughs> right. Everything else can be worked out. Right. Everything right. else can be worked out. Like that kind of expectation. Yeah. Do you, have to, do you have to do the blowout? Like, you know, huge everyday gaping mom badge? No. Right. And I tell my kids all the time, I don't do balance. I do integration. So some days I'm going to be killing it as a mom and I'm going to be fully attentive to you. And other days I'm not. Yeah. Calibrate your expectations right. about who I am. Right. Right. Some days I don't hit the mom card. I don't have time. Right. But in the aggregate, I'm there when it's important. Yeah. 
And when I can't be there, I have, I have created a situation where I bring them into my work so they don't resent my work. Yeah. Right. Right. It's like right. real. So yeah. yeah. Sometimes Allison goes, I don't feel like I can approach you. Correct. You're right. Without <laughs> <a> grant due. <laughs> Great, great read on the nonverbal communication. Right. You can't approach exactly. Me. Thank you for reading the room, dear. Now goodbye. <laughs> I love it. Girl, shoot. That look. That, I tell you what, it is so important to teach our children that because you know, my daughter said to me one time something about it, I have to break the cycle. And she meant that for a particular situation, but it applies to so many things because there are so many constructs and there's so much that we grew up with in the seventies and eighties about how you conduct yourself, about how you behave, about how you, you know, it was all, everything was about other people. And we, we did, we were not taught how to protect our own selves protect yep. our own soul, our time, our energy, our space, our hearts. We weren't taught that. And so I think what you're doing and the way you're going about it is so very crucial and so important. But it's, it's, not, but it's not popular. It's not popular and it's not easy at all, right? It's not popular, but I tell you, yeah. I sleep well at night. Like I, I, I'm at peace about it. And I think, you know, what we, the, the gift we can give to each other is just, you know, calling each other in like, hey, okay. When was the last time you checked in with you and did nothing? Like nobody ever says that to me, yeah. right? And look, you are high performing. You're on a sh- cooking, sh- like you're doing all the things. You got a yeah. sock, like you are like, like queen badassery. Like you, you're doing like all the things. I need to be calling you and going, did you sit down today? Girl. Are you hydrated? Right. Right? Seriously. Like, sit down. You're, it's right. gonna be okay. You don't have to do that today. I know. We feel like when we wake up, everything is a li- like a list, a checkoff list. Yeah. And we're, we're so busy being human doings. We're not being human beings. Oh my God. Say right. that again, girl, repeat we're so, that. We're so busy doing human doings. Like I got to get this yeah. done. I got to get, and we're not doing human beings. No wonder right. we make shitty decisions. Right. Cause it's always reactive. Right. 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 Every time somebody asks me something now I go, you know what? Even if I know the answer, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to think about that 24 hours. I'll get back to you. Yeah. So that I'm not in that like expectation. And you know what else expectation sounds like? Flattery. Right. Continue. You're the only one that can right. come to this. Next thing you know, oh, that's so flattering. Next right. thing you know, you're pouring your ass into some spanks and wearing something <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> and driving 30 miles for the right. thing. Right. Right. And look, and mad about it the entire way. Mad that and mad at them when you should be like, you know what? That was my decision. I should have said no. I could have said no, but now I'm mad at them because they asked me. No, I had control of that and I could have said no, but I was again like afraid of someone else's expectation. That's right. And when you get in that 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 moment, I want people in their heads to go, what is the loving choice for me? Mm, That is such an important question. What is the loving choice? Choice. Right. For me. Yes. A dear friend of mine, Lisa, always says that, and we we almost mock her about it, but the bottom line is she's right. And when you do that, it'll stop you. That includes dating. Everything. That includes taking a job that you don't want. Yeah. How many of us have taken jobs? Because I've got bills. I've got bills. You sure do. 
But guess what? You're about you're gonna be about as pleasant as a hurricane. <laughs> when you take a job, when you take a job, you already know you're going to hate. But we'll try to morph ourselves. Oh, I can I'll go ahead and sell books. Right. It'll be okay. No. No. You already know. Right. You shouldn't be doing it. Right. I've taken a lot, every time I've done one of those, every time I've left entrepreneurship and gone back into a corporate environment or a formal work setting, in three weeks I go, crap, mistake. What have I done? Yeah. What have I done? Yeah. To what end? My, my kids, okay, right. great, I made my mortgage, I made my rent. I right. am a hot mess and I'm snapping on my kids. Right, and I'm hateful right now. Yeah. 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 In what ways in your career do you think in the early days that you can look back at now and, and pinpoint the areas where you made a decision or made a choice based on the fear of someone else's expectations in entrepreneurship? So many. So my first, my first mistake with expectations was I didn't think I was valid and good enough to get paid for what I did, even though I started mm. business. So my whole first year, I gave it away for free. And it was a critical mistake. Because mm -hmm. when you come back in year two and try to charge people, they're like, it was free right. last year. So right. my expectation of myself was that I wasn't good enough to get paid for my craft. Mm -hmm. And it hurt me. And I think, frankly, that's the core of why expectations get the way they are, right? It's like, I don't, I don't think enough of myself to be in a loving relationship. I don't think enough about myself to get a job that, that highlights my strengths. I don't think enough about myself, to, right, whatever that is. So, so mm -hmm. for me, the, the, the jump was I didn't have the right expectation or trust myself to do it. Once I fixed that piece, then it became expectations around not all money is good money. Mm -hmm. So people around me be like, what is wrong with you? I'm not taking that, 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 that client's not a good fit for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And the way that I would backslide in that is that I would get worried about money and take clients that were not good for me, that were not paying me a lot, but required, you know, way over what they were paying for. Yeah. But then I had to work right. myself out of that. Yeah. I had to work myself out of the expectations of others. There was like, why are you doing so many things? You should just do one thing. I'm glad I didn't listen to that expectation mm -hmm. because really being multifaceted is what's kept me upright. Yeah. Being able to do a couple of things. So I think for me in the entrepreneurship space, you know, people, I had a lot of people who would say she's not doing that great because she is at Chico's selling clothes. She's at Bath and Body Works selling shower gel and she works the night shift at Walmart on the cashier line. All true when I was lifting my business. Yep, I remember. All and true. you were in school. Uh, let's not forget that you were in school. I was in grad school. Yeah. So people, I mean, there was a perception, right? Like yeah. she's not doing that great. And, you know, any job that's an honest job is a good job. And I think the expectations around what that was, I mean, my friends were driving Mercedes, like everybody was looked like they were balling, mm -hmm. right? I was the one with the Montero sport running to three jobs to make my dream happen. Mm -hmm. I got a lot of flack for that. The expectation was, what's wrong with you? During that time too, I didn't go on any vacations or trips because I was saving for something bigger. Yeah, It was the first time I realized you can't tell everybody your dreams. Yep. Right. There is a look there that y'all need to listen to that. 
because not everybody is on your team, even though you think that they are. And right. not everybody wants you to succeed in the way that you know you can. And not everybody wants you to reach your potential. So that, that I mean, that's huge. That Y'all have to listen right to there, that piece of advice. Yeah. That piece right there is critical. And I that's, learned, I have a lot, I know a lot of people who don't know me. Right. And I have a lot of people in my circle that are not in my corner. Mm-hmm. Like when, it, like I'm yeah. talking about like, who's backing the U-Haul up to the house. Right. Kind of person, right. Right. And so I learned very much that I can't share with people my dreams. People thought I was crazy. Yeah. And then would diminish it and decide I couldn't do it. And that wasn't helpful. So you have right. to be careful around that. And then I just got to, I just started hustling quietly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I also realized that if you're sharing, like if you, like if I'm genuinely excited for you, like when you started doing your business with this, I was like, that is the most ingenious business. I love it. And I say it to somebody else. I'm like, I don't get it. Bye. Like it's an immediate, right. like, yeah. nope, you're not trying to row in the same boat. I'm not going to give that attention. So mm-hmm. I think for me, it really was too. It's like, I realized that you can't, you, you, you know, you have to hustle quietly. Yep. Yeah. Right. And then, and then that's how you insulate your expectations. It's like, I know where I'm going. I know where I'm heading. I'm going to keep plugging away. And only a few, a few can get in the minivan with me. Yep. Very few. Yep. Yep. Right. It's hard. It feels lonely. I mean, I, there are a lot of days I'm like, I'm just talking to myself, but I'm going to keep plugging. <laughs> but, but then in the last three years, it's I'm by myself, but I've done the work and I actually like being with myself. Right. So I go to dinner by myself. People are like, why are you dinner by yourself? Because I don't need to be with my kids all the time and my husband. That's right. Why are you you the movies by yourself? Because I need to spend time with myself. Mm. Why are you drinks by yourself? Because I need to spend time by myself. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, girl. Get look, give me a day where I can go to the movies by myself. I'm like, bye. I'm gonna see two back to back. I'm going to have dinner by myself. Look, I enjoy the peace and tranquility of the, of being quiet. Yes. And not having to be the, not adulting. Right. Or being responsible for only myself. I will go to the movie. I'll get my big popcorn. I will put it on the counter and explain. I don't like to take my popcorn into the bathroom, go to the bathroom, refill it for the second one and sit back down same girl same yeah i used to go on vacation by myself yes of course yes we need it yep oh girl see that look that's why we've been friends for so long pam and i were in a book club together (laughs) we i don't know i don't remember if we read any books pam Look, that book club, I call that book club a two-chapter club. We we two chapters. <laughs> look, I look forward to that book club. Look, we went to Dallas. We had the best time. We look, uh, oh my gosh. Alicia rode with me to Dallas, one of our trips. I hadn't even read the book. I was like, look, we have three hours in the car. Tell me about the book. <laughs> Give me all the details about the book. Girl, I would call Jewel and be like, give me the cliff notes. <laughs> first of all, first of all, what book is it? And then, and then secondly, tell me. Right. But, but the point of that reading? was, but the point of that was the reason why I love that book club. Yeah. No expectations. No expectations. Right. That's what I'm saying. 
no expectations. And look, we were all, there were six of us, five of us. I don't remember. We all were okay with wherever we were at that point in time in our lives. We didn't read the book. We did read whatever. It was a time that we all could just come together and be who we were. I mean, there were probably, it was probably just us black women in Austin at that time. In right. way. I mean, look, us and my family, right? <laughs> that was look, it. That look, was it. If you look at board leaders, like who was serving on boards and doing community work, it was us. That it was, was it. us, right? <laughs> it was us, girl. We would cycle through, right? But you're right. There were no expectations and we had the best time. 25 years later, we can still remember every time we got together at each other's houses and we just partied. Yep. Laugh. It was fantastic. Laughter. Yes. No expectation. Some would be in clothes, some would be in hoodies and shirt. Like didn't, it didn't matter. And somewhere along the way, as I'm saying, we'll be going well for a while in those areas in our lives. And then somebody will say something to us. That's why it's so important to do the inner core work. Yeah. Strengthen your core around expectations. Cause somebody, one person will say something to you and then you're back at, let me go ahead and do the program. Right. Go ahead and show up. Cause they're going to think this about me. What right. people think about me is not my business. Mm. What I think about me is my business. Yes. Yes. And that should remove all fear of others' expectations. For real. I wanna read something I saw on Instagram. And this is, I think, another place. We could spend a whole nother hour on social media. Um, mm. Imposter mm. syndrome, others' expectations because of what we see on social media. But this spoke to me. Um, this is um, Tony Brack, uh, not Tony Braxton. I'm not sure who this girl is. Anyway, uh, she said, some people aren't good at asking for help because they're so used to being the helper. That's in quotes. Throughout their life, they've experienced an unbalanced give and take. So their instinct is usually, I'll figure it out on my own. The self-reliance is all they've ever known. Mm. And then in the, in the caption or in, uh, in the post, it says, check on your strong friends. Mm. I had to save that one. And I was like, oh my God, that's me. And so many people that I know all over like that is what's written all over us. Let me tell you something. And, and, and just because you're authentic doesn't, we always have to live in either or. Yeah. Can't you both be strong and struggling at the same time? I live that every day. Every day. I live the paradox of that every day. Yep. Why do we make it an either or? You can right. both be strong and struggling, right? Right. And so when I hear that, I'm telling you, my the, the transformational moment for me was, I mean, I know I've said this to you, but when I read your book, I was like, things are not as they appear. Mm. Because on the surf, on the outside, I mean, first of all, you're gorgeous. I mean, you always, you, you. you're just always beautifully put together. Your, your personnel, like all the things, you know, you got the Colgate teeth, you're just gorgeous. <laughs> you're very good in front of, you're excellent in the news, excellent. You know, just, I just admire you. Oh, I read that and I was like, Hold, wait, because I was trying to piece together <clears throat> how long you were riding. Yeah. Holding up a mantle of expectations. Yep. Mm. To look like a swan above the water when all the while you were under the water, like paddling. Yep. For dear life. Yep. Right? Yeah. The pressure of that is not sustainable. That's right. 
And society has made it that we are supposed to look like we always stick the landing. Yeah. And I think it does us a, a disservice. My life is so messy. And the minute I stopped trying to conceal it, it was liberating. Yeah. Woo, girl. It's messy. It is messy. And it is sad and it is heavy and it is heartbreaking and it is exhausting trying to pretend like everything is okay because we because we think that others expect us to show up with a smile with our hair all done matching shoes and um with our wallets in our bags and the truth is we left our wallet at home yep I'm wearing different shoes today because well, first of all, there's nothing in the wallet, which is why we left it at home. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. We is we as broke as look. There ain't nothing we in are it. broke. Right. <laughs> right. But we pretend because we think we there is an expectation of us to always be put together. Right. And you know, like it reminds me, there's a line in the book that's I said. I am not okay. Okay, so I was about to go. I can't believe you said it. I was about to. <laughs> you're right. And let me tell you what that did. Let me tell you what that line did. And I know you. I, th- I sometimes think you think I'm playing, but I'm not. That book transformed my thinking God. because the bottom line is the societal norm is how you do today. I'm okay. No. Yeah. When people ask me if I'm okay and I'm not, I'm not okay. Right. I'm not okay. And when you do that, you have to practice that. Pam, how right. are you doing today? I'm not okay today. And I'm gonna right. not. I'm gonna be not okay. As long as I need to be not okay till I'm okay again. Right. And you don't get to rush my restoration. Mm. I'm going to feel the way I feel until I don't feel that way anymore. Right. A lot of people aren't hanging out for that. And that's oh not my God. problem. Right. I'm not standing alone. I'm sick of people trying to rush me through oh, my stuff. No, right. I don't feel great today. Well, why not? Can't you get over it? I'll get over it when I want to get over it. Right. That's an inside job. That's right. an inside job. Right. But when you said I am not okay, I was like in print. I was like, oh, oh, oh can you say that? <laughs> I know. I know. It was like and that. The fear is around the reaction and the fear is, is around the honesty and whether people can handle the honesty and whether or not you feel like people really want to hear what's honest and true. So saying I am not okay means that you have to be prepared for the other person saying to you, well, the other person actually wanting to hear why you're not okay. And I think my fear and so many others is people don't want to really hear that. And so I'm just going to say, I'm fine. I'm okay. I'm, and look, I say that all the time, Pam, and it's not true. It's not always true. Oh, how are you today? Oh, I'm just great. And inside I'm like, <laughs> I'm crying. Right. right. I am bawling. I read the I'm whole sobbing. Last half of, I read the whole last half of your book, walking, pacing, like in my hallway, pacing, pacing. Because yeah. I was like, oh my God. Because it was almost like the more you, once you got there, the more yep. you- you just, it just took moment. Like it was like courage pills. It was like, and oh, 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 oh. I mean, and I, I, I almost, I was like walking in my hallway reading yeah. the whole last half because I'm thinking to myself, this is like a hand, this is a life handbook on 
your truth yep. being used as a tool, not a weapon. Yep. 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 Powerful. Like for real, what would happen if we all said, yeah, I'm not okay today. Let me try again tomorrow. Right. It's true. That's the right. truth. Right. What, what, what would happen if we all said, fuck fear and just let the truth be what it is and being okay in the truth. I think for me, and I don't know about for you in a sense, like I have to be pushed to that point sometimes where I'm just like, somebody pushes me almost to the edge. I'm like, I'm not going over the edge for you, but I will get all the way to the edge before I say something. And I should speak long before I get to the edge. I should speak in the valley at the bottom of the hill before I'm pushed all the way up to the hill to the edge and say, fuck fear. I'm not going to be afraid of what I think someone else will think of me or what someone else expects of me. I have to take care of me. And that is okay. So today I'm saying fuck fear and I'm just going to be who I need to be for me. In, and and sometimes who you need to be in that moment. It yes, changes. in the moment. It's, it's fluid. But the bottom line is yeah. this. It's like, okay, we have been conditioned to wait. Like this whole suffering mm. thing. I got to suffer. And then yeah. I'll say what I feel. What would that look like? That would be liberating. And we have to practice our way to that. Yes. We have to practice our way. I will never forget a woman, an elder in this community walked up to me one day and said, oh my gosh. Preston's autism is just a gift from God. And I, I went, what? Mm. I was like, what? I lost it. And it was not popular and I disrespected whatever. But the bottom line was, I was sick of going, I so appreciate it. I'm yeah. so glad God gave me the opportunity to be resilient. No, it's hard as shit. Yep. It's not what I expected. And it was a gut punch. Yep. And I had to go in a corner and recalibrate and come back out and say, fuck fear. I got to raise this boy. Yep. That's the yep. truth. Not, yep. oh, thank you, God. Thank you. Like that, people say stuff like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, wasn't you, wasn't your cancer a gift from God? No. No. <laughs> right. Crap. This fucking sucks. I, right. I thought I was going to die. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't your divorce just an opportunity? No, oh. the divorce sucks. Right. Like name right. it what it is. Now, can I make a comeback? Can I rebound from it? Is it a setback for a setup Absolutely. for a comeback? Yes. Right. But right. Not, I don't want to hear that flowery crap because it's not true. Right. And then we we perform like it's supposed to be. Right. And then we want an award for it. Like we want to be rewarded for suffering. I don't want right. to suffer. I'm going to call it at the bottom of the hill. I'm going to call it at the bottom of the hill when it sucks. Yes. I'm not okay. And it sucks. Yes. I think so many times we are afraid because we want, we think we need to protect others' feelings. Sure. And that's actually, that's actually disingenuous and not a gift. It is. And it's enabling and it's enabling. Exactly. You're exactly right. You know, You're exactly right. Yep. So I, I, I now don't do that and I get it. Like I am not the popular one. Sometimes it's like family stuff. I'm like, I'm not coming. Why not? No good reason. I just need to sit down. Mm -hmm. Like y'all didn't work Friday and Saturday. I did. I'm sitting down. Right. And that's it. Right. And just, oh, they're probably going to talk about me. Okay. They're going to talk about me anyway. Right. <laughs> For so many other reasons. I'm good. Like, I'm good. Just add this I'm one to the list. I'm good. Like uh -huh. all the criticism around like how I keep a house or all those things. I let it go. My mom used to come over to my house and be like, well, clearly you're living in it. I'm like, that's what houses are for. <laughs> right. It doesn't have to be spick and span just because you're coming over. Like, 
When we grew up, my mom had white carpet. Girl, us too. We had white shag carpet. What was that? But we weren't allowed to go in that room. We had to walk around to the other side of the house. My mom would double dog dare us to take a short. Double dog dare us to take a shortcut. You better walk around to the kitchen. (laughs) Expectation. And let me tell you, when people rang our doorbell, the house was tight and right with B. Benson. Girl. My door, come over today. See what the this it is a freaking tornado in here, and I don't care. Crap everywhere. Kids are fine. Right. Everybody's fine. Right. Girl. Oh, girl. Oh my God. How many times people are coming over and you're like running around? Pick this up, pick, and you're breaking your neck to have a clean sink with no dishes because. We're afraid of what they're gonna say or yep. think of us as homeowners. I'm sorry, I didn't interrupt you. I used to be, I used to, I used to be prepared so that I could greet the Amazon driver. <laughs> I would scoop my boobs up into a into a bra and put on some eyeliner and lip gloss for the same. Amazon. Same. Same. Oh my God, I just did this, Pam. When the repair wow. guy came over after the our, our winter blast of storm, the repair guy came over and here I am like putting my hair up, putting my face on with the mask, <laughs> Pam, to greet the repair guy. Like he doesn't care. Like what, girl, what, <laughs> what am I doing? It's that self-inflicted, self-inflicted yes. expectation. Yes. Now when I swing the door open, they're like, I look like I robbed the bank. They're like, who? <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't care. Right. Right. Don't care. Oh, why God. would I add that's conditioning? My mom would be fully dressed. Of course. Sometimes with my gloves on. Like my mom was my dad used to cut the grass in a suit. Because <laughs> we were the only black neighbor, right? We were the only black family. Right. So he, my parents were always put together. So that so I grew up thinking I need to be like that. I'm like, why am I doing this? I don't know this dude. I do I know that? Do I know the pizza guy? I do not. Right. He right. is not going to ask me what kind of eyeliner I'm wearing. <laughs> now, I do believe in getting ready to make yourself feel good, but nobody else. Yes. I will Absolutely. prepare myself so right. that I feel good about me. Right. But nobody else. Right. Right. But it's that self-inflicted expectation. Right. It's like when somebody comes over to visit me and have a glass of wine, I got to put out. No, I don't. No, I can. But it's not it's not required. Right. Right. And we decided it's a requirement. Oh, I'm so sorry. And then we apologize. What's up? Oh, with that? oh. I'm sorry about my house. I'm not sorry about my house. You pay nothing here. Right. Not sorry. Stop saying I'm sorry. Stop saying I'm sorry. I have a chronic issue with that. I continue yeah. to work. I'm sorry yeah. I can't make it. I'm not sorry I can't make it. I'm, I'm not, not sorry. sorry. Right. Period. I'm glad I can't make it because that I means I don't have to deal with you. Right. And your toxic ass. Like <laughs> exactly. I don't have to fake the funk today. Surprise. Right. <laughs> right. You know, let's go downtown and so on. So I'm not going downtown. I don't I don't have the bandwidth to fight a parking space. Right. So I'm not coming. That's it. That's the only reason. Take an Uber. I don't want. I love when people suggest when you redirect. Ooh, girl. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> why can't you fill in the blank? Well, why? Well, you could blank fill in the blank. No, you're right. I could, but I'm not. 
for what? I don't even want to be with you. I don't even want to go to dinner. If you're going to be there, I'm not going to dinner. Exactly. No. It, it's amazing how when you, like I used to go to dinner with a group of women and there was always one, if her, if her entree was $11.95, she's going to put in $11.95. She had two cocktails, mm-hmm. half, half mm-hmm. of the spinach artichoke dip, <laughs> washed it down with a piece of cake. And after a while, I would get in the car and go, <laughs> I would go, I don't enjoy this. Right. And I just stopped. Yep. And that was it. Yep. There's an expectation that we all go. If we all, all go, we can't do it. Who said that? Who said that? Right. Carry on. Right. With your calculator and your lack of tax, at, you know, your lack of math. Tax and tip. And tip. And tip. Right. It would irritate me. So I was like, what was supposed to be joyful? This is like, this is the okie doke of expectation. Right. What is supposed to be joyful then turns painful. And then we keep doing it out of obligation. We live in obligation nation because of us. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go to dinner with you. You don't pay. Right. I don't even have to make anything up. Right. He creates anxiety for me. I'm not going to dinner with you. Your dinner etiquette sucks. Oh, and you that has 65 changes on your meal. I don't like that either. So I'm not going. And look, everybody who has a friend group knows who we're talking because every friend group has the one friend that you're like, oh, damn, so-and-so's coming. Well, you know what? Bring extra money because she's going to be short. And she's going to get up and go to the bathroom when the bill comes and then casually wait outside for her Uber while we're all trying to figure out the bill. First, she's going to be late. (laughs) Right. Exactly. You can't sit down. So because we can't sit down because you're late and then you don't have the money. I just, I had to remove myself. And to this day, they're like, oh, we sure miss you. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's wonderful. Talk about me at the table. Talk about me at the table. Girl. But that goes to the whole idea of our expectations. You know, that there's that quote that says, you know, I no longer sit down at tables um, where I, you know, where kindness or where acceptance or where any of those things are served. It's just not mm-hmm. my table. It's okay to say it's not my table. Right. And you, when, when you're recalibrating expectations, you don't have to announce it. Right. Silence right. is an answer. That's right. Girl, yes. I've already answered that question. Stop asking me. I'm just not going to answer it again. Right. Right. Why aren't you with somebody? Why aren't you with somebody? Why aren't you with somebody? Why don't you date somebody? Why don't you date somebody? I got it. Thanks. I'm good. I don't need that stress and obligation expectation in my life right now anyway. Girl, I've been divorced 10 years. Do you know how many times I've been asked that question? Well, why aren't you dating somebody? I don't know. But I why, do know, but it, why does it matter? Like, I'm good. But why assume I'm not? I just might not tell you. Right. Expectations exactly. of going on my business. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's reserved for people to me. I only listen to the advice of people that I trust and respect their advice. Yeah. Not everybody gets that seat. I get a lot of unsolicited advice. Oh, girl, yes. How I should be doing it, where I should be going. Yep. Nope. Yep. Yep. That's that's reserved for the authentic, real people in my life. The people that start podcasts to say "fuck fear." I'm gonna say, <laughs> "Hello, 
<laughs> I'm going to save that, those moments for people that I truly trust to listen to that yeah. are not going to guide me the wrong way so that they can lead me into their own misery so that oh they have somebody God. to have a partner with. Girl. Real right. The expectations around telling me the wrong thing so that I can join you in the misery bus. Yep. Mm, save yourself from that. And it is okay to have a small circle and it is okay for your circle to shrink over time. It well, is okay. It's a half moon. Yeah. It's a crescent. I love it. <laughs> I love it. No, I have a crescent. Yes. And that is okay. That's awesome. Well, we can end right there. What's one, one more thing you would say to those listening? about how to be confident in not being afraid of other people's expectations and breaking down the expectation for yourself. Practice your way to boundaries. That will eliminate the expectations piece. Mm -hmm. And are you gonna get it right every time? No, and as soon as you do it, you'll know, oh, I shouldn't have said yes. Key, it's a practice. You got to practice. You know, what, why? You know, since we become adults, we've stopped saying the word practice. It's, right. it's you know, when you're going to like practice makes perfect. I never agree with that. Practice, practice makes progress. Practice yes. makes. Progress. But when we grow up, we don't think we have to practice anymore. I love practice. So practice your way to expectation management. Practice your way to boundaries. Practice your way to self care, and defining it for yourself not what everybody else says. Right. I love it. Girl, thank you. And the one thing that I want to leave people with is something you said earlier, which is a question asking yourself, what is the loving choice? What is it? Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Fuck Fear. This has been fantastic. Be sure to check out other episodes, particularly one that Pam is on, which is called Fear of Setting Boundaries, which ties into today's episode as well. And if you haven't subscribed yet, subscribe. And today, let this be the day you say, fuck fear. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. New episodes every Thursday. Have a great day. Coming up on a new episode of Fuck Fear. A lot of people have imposter syndrome, self-consciousness, a looking over the shoulder, a worry that maybe I shouldn't be here, maybe I don't belong here, maybe I'm not good enough. I think that happens to people a lot. Before this conversation, I didn't know that fear of your own success was a thing. But it's what we talk about on the new episode of Fuck Fear with my guest, Dr. Carrie Barron. She's a board-certified psychiatrist, psychoanalyst, and director of creativity for resilience at the Dell Medical School. Be sure to join us for this chat. She'll tell you how to get over imposter syndrome and how to be comfortable and empowered by your own success. Be sure to join us on a new episode of the Fuck Fear podcast where we talk about our fears and learn ways to get through them so that we can live more peacefully and more freely. Be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. If you feel led, I'd love for you to write a review, check out other episodes, and as always, thank you for listening. Thank you.